If the mental health care crisis was a slow-burning blaze before the pandemic, COVID-19 doused it with gasoline. The instability, fear, and disruption to the lives of children and families had the greatest impact on poor families. And as the need for therapists increased, mental health care workers left the field in droves. Today, we dive deeper into what this has meant for a nonprofit that serves disadvantaged families in one of the country's most expensive areas to live, a nonprofit that is looking to change the paradigm. Fred Finch Youth and Family Services has a twofold plan retain its current workforce, and attract a new generation of mental health care workers. Welcome to our show. I'm Sarah Krupp, your host. This month, we caught up with Fred Finch's human resources team to understand what it's like to seek clinicians and support staff on the heels of the great resignation and the competition with organizations with larger budgets that, like Fred Finch, are scrambling to fill their vacancies. We'll also dig into how Fred Finch is working to both offer employees greater compensation through some creative means, as well as attract and train mental health care providers with an eye to increasing providers of color to better reflect the young people and families they serve. Let's start with the current difficulties of keeping and finding employees. Hi, my name is Lois Woods, and I'm the Senior Human Resources Director for Fred Finch Youth and Family Services. I think that, you know, being a nonprofit, it is always challenging. Right now, with the great resignation, as as they say, it is even even more challenging because uh, people, and, and we have people who have been here, employees that have been here for a, for a long time and um, who are also leaving. People are deciding that they want to do something different or they want to work differently. And so it has been extremely challenging for us. And then, of course, nonprofits typically don't have the same types of pay scales as for-profits or huge nonprofits have in some cases, or hospitals, because hospitals you also uh, hire, and counties hire um, public facilities, hire uh, mental health therapists. And so it's that competition. And they've always been our competition, but now we are all competing in, in this, you know, great resignation. And so we're part of that, of what's going on across the nation, and it's just hitting us really, really hard. Alejandro Alvarez, Fred Finch's human resources manager, does the employee exit interviews. And while the reasons for leaving the organization are often complex, there are nearly always two commonalities, pay and the cost of living in California. It's been a combination of just different opportunity relocating. California has become so pricey, so people are leaving California. Some find a good opportunity to go back to school. Others just they need more salary because California being as pricey as it is, they, they don't have the ends meets that they need to continue working um, at a nonprofit. As Lois pointed out, Fred Finch isn't alone. Across the Bay Area, the state and nation Agencies that provide mental health services to low-income people are experiencing this extreme shortage. And while California has budgeted millions for mental health services, 
Counties, which funnel state dollars to community-based programs, are often late or remiss in applying for them, making it hard to increase salaries. However, salary is only one of the reasons. Flexibility can also play a role as many seek jobs that are completely remote. And when it comes to mental health care providers, pay and flexibility are not the sole factors. The trauma and pain of the young people they work with can take a heavy emotional toll. You give so much of yourself when you're working face-to-face with participants and dealing with the trauma that participants have faced. And so I feel that that in and of itself is very taxing on folks. And even though you're committed to doing the work, it takes so much out of you to do the work. And so maybe people think maybe there's a better way to do this. Clinician openings have received the most attention, but the people who keep the wheels on the organization, the administrative and support staff, have also been leaving. It's across the board. Our support services or those employees who are in administrative positions, HR, IT, finance, maintenance and facilities, those are the positions that support All the direct care folks, you know, the clinicians, the residential youth counselors, all of those employees who are the primary contact for participants. Fred Finch has stepped up with several programs to improve the overall compensation and offer employees flexibility. In conversations with staff, leadership learned that higher education costs were putting a strain on employees, so they initiated several types of assistance. One of them is degree assistance for a bachelor's or master's degree. Employees accepted into the program receive $10,000 a year for tuition. Another piece of the education support program guarantees each employee $1,000 a year for training, tuition, or books. In addition, one of Fred Finch's benefits is access to an online student loan platform called Candidly. The platform identifies the best payment plan and helps manage payments. Beyond student assistance, Fred Finch offers a wealth of benefits designed to meet employees and their families' needs without incurring out-of-pocket expenses. We have full benefits, and every year we review our benefits to see what things we can add. We have medical, dental, uh, vision, there's employee-paid life insurance, and accidental death and dismemberment insurance, and also an employee assistance program. We have not increased the employee contribution to their benefits for the last two years. So, you know, even though the benefits have gone up, we have not pushed those increases off to employees. As part of their package, Fred Finch employees receive a $2,500 debit card each year to cover medical visit co-pays. They don't have to worry about going to the doctor multiple times because it's too expensive. By using the card and what we gave them, in my opinion, takes away that, that stress and kind of provides a little bit of relief. Fred Finch offers a generous 401k plan, matching employee contributions up to 6%. Another perk is the Flex program, $150 a month that comes tax-free when an employee uses it to pay a student loan, cover their health insurance contribution, or invest in their 401k. Employees can also choose to take the money taxed in their paycheck. In addition to making changes to better support employees, 
Fred Finch has modified its hiring process and recruitment tactics to hire more mental health providers of color. This effort includes creating more positions that don't require a master's degree to work with youth. We're doing different things in recruitment. We have been working on hiring more folks, more inclusive workforce. And so we changed, we've added questions in the interviewing process that managers must ask. More questions related to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We have made some strides, but we also want to hire more clinicians of color because of the populations that we serve are primarily participants of color. So we're trying to branch out and do those things. Also trying to recruit in areas specifically for clinicians of color. And again, trying to grow our own, grow our own. We created more BA level positions, which provide services, not to the degree of the therapists or clinicians, but are that step below. And so we created more BA positions just to try to be a more inclusive workforce and in giving and and growing our own folks who can move into other positions. An example of Fred Finch's Grow Our Own strategy takes us to Southern California's Imperial Valley to meet Carmen Figueroa. Over the summer, Carmen participated in Fred Finch's BEST program for students just graduated from high school. BEST introduces young people to the behavioral health field. Carmen initially decided to enroll in the training because she thought it would be useful knowledge. And I also did this for my siblings who struggle a lot with behavioral issues and mental issues. So like me, myself, I struggle with mental issues. So I just wanted to learn more that can either help my family or other people. Carmen and the other students received 64 hours of paid training in understanding autism, neurodevelopmental disabilities, applied behavioral analysis, and basic medical and mental health terminology. By shadowing behavioral health technicians, they got a taste of what being on the job was really like. The in-person shadowing experience was Carmen's favorite. So we had two different types of shadows. The first one was virtual, and we just watched uh, one of the behavior technicians do the work. The in-person shadowing, which is the one I will never forget, was when we got to speak to the participant and do some of the exercises they do with their behavior technician. We dipped our feet in the water. We learned the ways of a behavior technician and how to work, how to speak with the child. And we got to see that in these sessions, it is usually led by the child and not by the behavior technician. So that was really interesting to see. Her most memorable experience was when she and her student partner were able to put to practice what they had learned. My partner, he was just full on bonding, playing with him, speaking to him. And while doing that, he threw in some exercises and then I would throw in some exercises. And one of the exercises was stating his name. So we would state his name. He would look at us and then we give him a reinforcer, which was playing at the time. And that was extremely memorable. Carmen's experience in BEST opened her eyes to a career in behavioral health. So before the training, I wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. 
And after, I still want to be a surgeon, but now it's more towards pediatrics. Well, it's going to take me about 15 years, I'm not going to lie. Max 20. So because of that, I do have planned to work with children in the behavioral health department throughout my journey in becoming a pediatric surgeon. And maybe, who knows, I might end up falling in love with working with children in the behavior department and staying there, which I do not mind. If Carmen, now a community college student, does become a Fred Finch behavioral health technician, she will find herself in an organization that prioritizes employees. While the public mental health system continues to struggle with long-standing weaknesses and the effects of the pandemic, Fred Finch is poised to come out stronger because of it. With innovative compensation and generous benefit plans, education support, and an ongoing commitment to meet employees' needs, Fred Finch offers a supportive culture, along with truly meaningful careers. If you or someone you know would like to learn more about career opportunities at Fred Finch, we encourage you to visit the website at fredfinch.org. This has been On the Wire with Fred Finch Youth and Family Services. Today's show was written and produced by Sarah Krupp. Sound design and engineering by James Good. Our executive producer is Marcus Young. Thank you for joining us.